Mindwise with Dr. Joe Lukens. Do you count sheep to get to sleep? What other methods do you do to make sure you catch enough Zeds? Psychology expert Dr. Joe Lukens is with me now to get Mindwise about the importance of sleep. Good morning, Dr. Joe. Good morning. It's, a, it's such an important topic, isn't it? Those electric dreams are great when we can get them. I know. It makes such a difference too. Are you a good sleeper? Typically, yes, but I've had to train myself to be that way. Not always, but most of the time I'm pretty happy with my sleep. Okay, good. So why is a good night's sleep just so important? It's so important for us in so many different ways. And I'm sure everyone hearing us today is nodding in agreement about what it means when we don't get a good night's sleep. So we know obviously all the physical benefits that we get from a good night's sleep. But what we see from a mental perspective is it really impacts on really important functions for us, like our concentration, about our ability to function, the clarity of thinking, our mood. So sleep actually impacts every part of our well-being, and that's why it's one of our key predictors of high performance. And the Queensland sun, it hits a bit differently up here too. How does that affect our sleep schedule? Yeah, one of the things we know, depending on where you live, that can that in, a, in and of itself can be enough to impact your sleep. So we're very blessed here in Queensland, right across the state, that we get lots of that great sunshine and we get lots of daylight. Because what we know is that our bodies respond to light. And so therefore, in, in the winter months, particularly in probably in other countries more so than with us, it's getting darker later, sorry, darker earlier. And so then that impacts the entire sleep cycle. So one of the nice things for us in Queensland is getting up in the morning and getting some natural light early in the morning is a really great way for our, our body rhythms and a great way for us to start and, and to function well through the day. Yeah, I feel like some people naturally are an early riser and they tend to get up with the sun and some people tend to sleep in a bit later. What does that mean, the difference between the two? Yeah, we do see that difference and people often talk about it, don't they? That they're the early risers or the, they're the, the night owls. And there, there is actually some science to back up the notion that some people are more disposed to functioning better earlier in the day or later at night. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't change that or your lifestyle might require that you do that differently. But we do know some people just flow into the morning and most productive first thing and then other people are really thinking clearly and getting lots of concentration done well into the wee hours of the morning. Is one better than the other? No, they're not. They're actually not in terms, I guess what you just got to ask yourself is, is my, does my current lifestyle suit me? So we do know that both of them have their merits. The challenge is for a lot of people though, that our modern lifestyles don't necessarily always suit the late functioner. We start our days at work early in the morning, children start school early in the morning. So our lifestyle tends to demand that we're up early and that we're functioning. But either of them can work well if you can make that work well with the rest of your life. Okay, so how can we get the most out of our sleep schedule then? Yeah, so there's a range of ways that we can do it. And I think the first thing is to actually pay some attention to our sleep schedule and to look at our behaviours and what we're doing. Because we do tend to, our nighttime routines tend to be a habit. And one of the things we know about habits is they're great. They save us from having to think. But one of the other things we know about habits is they're terrible because they save us from having to think. <laughs> a little bit of reflection on what, what does my nighttime routine look like? Because that makes a really big difference then in the ease with which you'll go to sleep at night. And so that, that's probably the first place that I would start with that consideration. So what sort of things should we be doing in the nighttime? 
so probably all the basic sleep hygiene stuff that probably everyone's heard about, about making the room nice and dark. And what we tend to do as the evening progresses is we tend to try to lower the levels of stimulation. So what that means is switching off lights through the house, perhaps drawing curtains in these winter months, that's a bit easier to do for some people, slowing down our routines and being aware of, and I know what I know I'm going to sound like I do when I talk to my teenagers, reducing the amount of technology and the amount of electronic stimulation as well is a, another really important part of getting us closer to that good night's sleep. And if we need to change our sleep cycle, how do we go about doing that? Gradually, usually. I did actually have someone that I worked with in a course that I was running who just dramatically changed his sleeping. So I brought it forward two or three hours, was going to bed at, say, nine o'clock instead of midnight. And he did say that the first week of that was far from pleasant and it took him some time to get used to it. But normally what you'd suggest is a more gradual approach. If you feel like you want to be going to bed earlier, bringing that forward by 15 minutes, 30 minutes for a couple of days and then gradually changing it like that so your body gets adapts to the changes and you get used to the differences that you're bringing in. But what we certainly know is that when you can find a routine that works for you and when we're getting probably, for many of us, it might be about getting more sleep, but certainly that better quality sleep, it will have a massive ripple effect through the rest of your life. What other things should we be looking at, Joe, when it comes to our sleep? Yeah, so a, a range of other things that we can look at. So two really simple things that you could look at that can help is room temperature. So that's not, again, not so difficult in these cooler months for us in Queensland. It's a bit trickier in summer, but we know that when the body, our body temperature drops by probably about two degrees, we start to feel more fatigued. And most people will sleep better in a cooler environment than a warmer environment. Finding that optimal temperature for you, I haven't told my teenagers what the research says because it puts the aircon, I'm in North <laughs> Queensland and it puts the aircon weights, I'm not paying their electricity bills. So I might have told them it's a couple of degrees warmer than it is. So that makes a difference. But then really what we were talking about before, that routine around going to bed and getting up around that consistency because one of the things we do for those of us that have had children, we talk about getting them into a nighttime routine. We're just big babies. We need a nighttime routine as well. So consistency around bedtime is really helpful for telling your body that it's time to go to sleep and it makes that transition a little bit easier. Dr. Joe, you did write the Elite Sleep Guide. How can people access that if they want to learn a bit more? Yeah, I'd be very happy to share that with people. You can either get it just by just contacting me and getting it from my website, but if it's okay, I might just share the link with you and then people can come to the ABC website and yeah, get a course. copy of it there. Yeah, it's a free guide for people just to go through some of the things that we probably know about sleeping well, but also a couple of other things around how to ch actually change those habits because those are the tricky parts that I find people find a little bit difficult. So I've just written a little guide that I'm very happy to share with people if that's what they'd like. Yeah, fantastic. Dr. Joe, thank you so much. It's interesting too, you say consistency being so important. What about a Sunday sleep-in? Does that undo all our hard work? Uh, I am a fan of a Sunday sleep-in and I'm a little bit of a fan of a Saturday afternoon nap as well, I have to confess. <laughs> Look, uh, it's not about not doing those things, but don't be surprised then if it throws your schedule out. So if you're normally getting up at let's I'll pick 6am and then all of a sudden on Sunday you get up at 11am then that's a fairly substantial change to your body and it might take you a couple of days then to get back into the routine. I'm not saying no to the Sunday sleeping. I think that they're an indulgence that many of us really enjoy, but just being mindful around what those changes might mean and then how you prepare. And that's probably one of the reasons why sometimes Monday can feel like a bit of a challenge is if we've changed our routine substantially over the weekend. 